Hi, friends. The passage today is out of Luke 21, verses 16 through 19. Now, in context here, this is something of quasi-apocalyptic literature where Jesus is predicting the future and the difficulties that would come. He says in verse 16, You'll be delivered up even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends. And some of you they will put to death. You'll be hated by all for my namesake, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. Of course, we don't know how the disciples responded, but I can only imagine that there were some confused looks on their faces when he says, verse 18, but not a hair of your head will perish. See, maybe Thomas scratching his head, suggesting, Jesus, I believe you just misspoke. You just got through saying that we're going to be delivered up even by our own parents and brothers and relatives and friends, that they're going to put some of us to death, that we're going to be hated by all for your namesake, but not a hair of our head will perish. See Jesus smiling, one of his enigmatic smiles, maybe not answering right then and there or potentially answering the question with another question. Or maybe he was more straightforward behind the scenes. That's exactly right, Thomas. Not a hair of your head will perish. You're thinking too myopically. You're just looking at what's right in front of you. Don't you know that the kingdom that I'm establishing is not a political kingdom that simply exists to overthrow the Romans and reestablish the Davidic glory of Israel? That's not my primary purpose, not this time. This time, my primary purpose is to overcome the primary enemy of your soul. It's not the Romans. It's sin. It's your own rebellion against God. And once that's accomplished on the cross, and once I'm raised from the dead by the power of the Spirit, sin and death will be defeated. Yes, you still die in this flesh. We are still under the effect of the curse that was laid down in Genesis 3. But that's not the end of the story. You've got to think bigger. You've got to think bigger, Thomas. You have to look beyond what's right in front of you. This theme would be repeated all throughout Jesus' ministry, even on the cross. Says, could I not summon legions of angels to my defense? With Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. You have no authority except for what is given to you by my Father. Jesus lived aware of a kingdom that was not visible to the physical eye. That kingdom so dominated his reality that it liberated him enabling him to be obedient to the Father, even obedient to death on a cross. Others would tap into this same revelation. John, Peter, James, 11 of the apostles, many of Jesus' followers, even the apostle as one who is untimely born, as Paul would refer to himself. Paul would go on to reflect this same theme in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. He says, we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction, which by the way, for Paul was shipwreck, beating, imprisonment, homelessness, 
on the run from all manner of evil. This light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. He would later say in 2 Corinthians that he was taken up to the third heaven, heard things that were inexpressible. Heaven was such a reality for people like Paul that it freed them from fear. They did not possess a fear of death, at least one that incapacitated them. Willing to give their lives, willing to sacrifice all for the sake of the kingdom. And this is the promise here in Luke 21, not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. Now this doesn't make sense if you think in the light of 30, 50, 70, 90 years. When we think in light of 10,000, 10 million, a trillion years. However time will be experienced or measured in the new earth, it makes perfect sense. That reality comes to dwarf this one, even the pain, even the light momentary troubles, as Paul would call them, which for most of us can be incapacitating at times. But stacked against the reality of the resurrected Christ on a renewed earth, they pale in comparison. Father, thank you for the promise of the new heavens and the new earth. Thank you for the hope we have of regeneration, the hope of resurrection, that Jesus, the first fruits to rise from the dead, overcoming sin, overcoming death, that even if some of us are delivered up by our own relatives and friends, put to death, hated by all for your namesake, yet not a hair of our head will perish in an eternal sense. The resurrection awaits those who by endurance regain our lives at the resurrection of the just. May we not lose heart and give up. May we take heart. May we take up courage to face whatever trials are chasing us down today. In Jesus' name.